Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you boys. Hey everybody, what's happening? What's good with you? Guys Beer Sports back again. Uh, Sean from Toronto today, where he comes from. Uh, and I am Brad Tesh. I come from Woodby Island, so Sean Valancourt in Toronto. Brad in Woodby Island, uh, which is covering, know, north, covering north, it all yeah. across North yeah. America. This is awesome. Most of North, most of North America. We're not going to recognize some of those southern states today. It's, they can be on their own. Sean, good morning. Good afternoon. Good morning. How are you? I'm great, man. How you doing? Doing well. Yeah. It's been a it's been a great day. Um, lots to talk about. Lots to talk weeks. about. It's been a couple of weeks since we talked. We took a little uh, time off there as we celebrated the American Thanksgiving. I understand yeah. you were on travel, so that's good for you. Well, I'll, you know, my wife's an American, so it just made sense in order to go down to uh, a very American place in Ohio, Bellevue, Cleveland, and Toledo, all across those areas there. Very Brad. American places, Ohio. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me, America, let me tell you something. Welcome to welcome to you. Just coming to America, buddy. I was walking through any place Ohio there, and masks are optional. I was like, this is like what pre-pandemic felt like. I do like though that it was just I was walking around maskless, and it was like literally uh, the honor system. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you're not, kind of like going commando, right? Sort of, yeah. It was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. But you, uh, you know, you should probably have your underwear on, but you don't. But you know, yeah, but it was real comfortable, sort of still without the underwear. Where sometimes it's yeah. not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's why the importance of grooming is so critical, right? That's, that's <laughs> hey, we have a lot to talk about this week. Um, I wanted to get into a little bit of NHL. Leon Dreisaitl's right now 21 goals in 22 games does he have a chance at 50 and 50 we haven't seen that in a long time we'll discuss that also nfl going into week 13 coin flip everybody nobody knows what's going on there I, I, yeah i mean I, I a little bit wanted to talk about major league baseball free agency but now they're locked out screw them they're locked out and i know why you want to talk about them brad and let's just start with that let's Let's no, start. I'm with not that, giving Brad. them any airtime until they're back. Let's, let's start sol- with that, nope. Brad. Nope. I'm Jeez. standing in solidarity with the players and all and the officials and all those folks and screw the owners. We'll talk about them when they're back on. All right. We'll do that. But I'm still very upset with your team. I'm very <laughs> upset that you used our Facebook page to post an image of the Texas Rangers and then a slap in my face. You couldn't even use a picture of the player that you were saying goodbye to. You had to use the Texas Rangers photo. What are you doing? We barely knew him. Change the, yeah, the password. I'll take all your self promotion and all. This is what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. But that crosses the line. I almost changed the password. You're on notice. A bridge too far, eh? <laughs> you're, on, you're on notice. You do that shit again, changing the password. Hey, don't forget to come visit us on our Facebook page or other guys for your sports. 
or guys.beer.sports uh, on Facebook. You'll find us. It's it's a fun time. We put a yeah. lot of stuff up. There, Instagram, Twitter. We, we oh, check yeah. all those things. We banter back yeah. and forth. So if you got something to say, let's go. We, we like to engage with you all, and we appreciate you. Let's get to it. Man. So all right, let's jump into the NHL right now. So, hey, your Kraken's on a roll right now. I think they've won three games since uh, oh, they, we've talked last. Yeah. I just said beat the Are you happy? <laughs> except for the Leafs Leafs are on a roll buddy I told you about that you didn't want to believe me they are the hottest team in the NHL um, and I, right now the record proves it but uh, well, that's not what I wanted to talk about right now I could talk well, thanks about the to, thanks to the Kraken because they went and beat the other three hottest teams in the league <laughs> dude they the, only just reason, beat... the only reason that Toronto is even the hottest team in the league is because they didn't play the Kraken yet is that it? <laughs> well, see, listen, to be, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. I'll tell you this: the Kraken. Nope, I'll, won. Wait. I'll this, wait. Okay, well, we'll get to that. I just wanted to congratulate the Kraken first off that they beat uh, their first divisional rival in Edmonton last night, and uh, that's not an easy thing to do. Not when you have two of the best players on the ice right now, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor uh, McDavid. But uh, let's get back to your crack. And I do think you have a case there. I think you have a case that Seattle has been beaten up on teams. Um, Vancouver, Montreal, Edmonton. So a couple of bottom feeders and a top team, right? So, well, I mean, we went to Carolina, we went to Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's true. You know what? That's true. I forgot about Carolina. You know what? Tampa Bay, whatever. But Carolina, well, Tampa Bay was a Stanley Cup champion. But Carolina is pretty hot. You went in there and you beat them. So, I mean, okay, okay. All right. Let's give Seattle their due. Let's give them their due. What is the, the two teams that were more hot than your Toronto Maple Yeah, Leafs yeah, Florida. Florida Seattle Kraken, so yeah, Florida and Carolina. So right now the Leafs are definitely probably – they should send them some sort, of, some sort of gift to Seattle, eh? I think you just give them the respect they're due. How about that? Well, I heard you complaining about them just a little bit earlier on. It's like, hey, man, hockey is all ebbs and flows. You know, your three it goals is. a game is not bad. It's just that if you want to win consistently, you got to be doing that. And your goal I think those boys that finally, yeah, those boys look like they finally figured out defense and how to get that break going. And so, I mean, it just took a little bit for them to gel. I mean, they're finding their legs still a little bit, but the goal thing's been better, which, you know, because that back end's got a little more shored up. And so, yeah, I think that was your biggest problem, really, with your back end there goaltending but uh because you gotta take care of that back end yeah because i honestly when you look at the the talent that's on seattle it's a it's a great team on paper that's a team that should make some sort of playoff wave right but it just so happened i think they will now after watching the last two weeks i was just a little bit down the first two weeks because but again a lot of games left to be played so we're still lots of games um you still got not ready to crown anybody yet we still have to play the game you know but that was a great that was a great victory over Edmonton, number two team in your division. You needed that, so that was great. Yeah. Um, having spoke about this, as we stated there, um, currently Leon Drysital is looking at twenty one goals in twenty two games. Twenty one goals in twenty two games. He's got forty three points on this young season. Connor McDavid is right behind him with 42. But Connor's not touching that record there that we haven't seen since 19. So think about this. 1995 
is the last time that anybody's ever seen something similar to 50 goals in 50 games, which was done by Mario Lemieux, 95-96 season. He did it in the 72nd game of the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins games there the season. But the thing is, though, is that because he was injured during the first half, he still did 50 goals in 50 games. Like Cam Neely has done that. There's some people that did that. That was just something. Do we know that it was his first 50 games? Can we confirm? It was his first 50 games, not the team's, but his. That counts. Yeah. It counts, right? Yeah. It it should. It should count. Uh, Officially, 50 goals in 50 games. The last person to do it in the actual 50 and 50 is Brett Hall in 92. But I'm going to give it to Mario Lemieux. Why not? I mean, he did 50 goals in 50 games in his 50 50 consecutive games that he missed the first 22. Yeah, actually, he did it in 48 games, 50 goals in 48 games. So he missed the first 24 games, and then that's it. And then just and blew up. what a bunch of pansies did not count that record as the official one. <laughs> he it should smoke be. checked it in 48 <laughs> games. It should be. It should be because you still did it in 48 games. The fastest, of course, is Wayne Gretzky. But, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to touch that there. 50 goals in 35 games. Like, that's that's insane. You're, you're, you're not going to do it, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 39 games. He did it in 39 games. 50 goals in 39 games. 42 and 49. He did it three times. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that crazy, though? He did it three times in his career. Uh, Mario's probably done it. Yeah, three times in his career. Brett Hall has done it twice. Why doesn't uh, Mario get the love that he should? I think he gets the love. I think actually, if you were to you were to talk about it, I think critics talk about Gretzky and fans love Mario. You know what I mean? Like okay. You know, like yeah. I, I always hear when it comes to fans, like you, you talk to fans and everything and I mean, everybody's always going to acknowledge Gretzky, but if you want to look at somebody that, you know, people just love because he played on this team, he really was the catalyst for that team, it would be Mario Lemieux, where Wayne Gretzky was on really a good team when you think about it with Mark Messier and all those with Paul Coffey, Grant Fuhr, uh, where Mario, it was just Mario, and then Yarmir Yager came into and then Paul Coffey was traded over there. So they ended up building a great team, but it was just pretty much like Mario the whole entire time. Where is Mario from? Where is he from? Quebec. Hmm. Yeah, he played in the QMJHL. So you have a look at that there, too. It's like so many great players have come out of both the Q and the OHL as well. Um, But Leon Dreisaitl is, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's European, if I'm not mistaken. And it's not that he wouldn't be the first European guy, because I believe that that would go to Alexander McGillney. Um, yeah, he's German. He's German. <laughs> Can you believe that, buddy? So Leon Dreisaitl's literally on this. As quest, somebody who uh, is clearly German with a you know a German last name, I can 100 percent believe a German is capable of setting records. That's that's not what I said. And uh <laughs> that, that is what you said. When you go back and listen to it, you'd be like, oh shit. Oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> you, can you believe a German is doing this? Yeah, 100 percent do. 
in, in the NHL, in hockey. It's it's hard to believe Europeans. I believe that Germans can do whatever they I don't want know. in the arena. Now, all of a sudden, I feel like I sound like Don Cherry all of a sudden. It's just you like, do a little bit, and that's kind of par for the course. You're the one always trying to stretch these patriotic boundaries. <laughs> hey, I mean, unbelievable. I'm, I'm rooting to see that, even though it's another Canadian team that could possibly be in the finals. It's scary. But, uh, listen to this, you know. Listen to this sans masculinity that you're talking about here. What are you talking about? I'm scared in the first quarter of the season another Canadian team is going to be better than mine. All right. Shut I'll off. let you know. I want you to wear you this know. Toronto Maple Leafs jersey to an NBA basketball game like you were doing <laughs> some shit. You saw that, nothing eh? You like that? Nothing frustrates me more than that. I, I can't. I <laughs> It's such virtue signaling for me when you wear a different sport jersey to a other sport. You're like, I'm just here, but really my passion is. But there was other people that were there that were wearing Cleveland Brown stuff. Like it was. At least that's the same city. <laughs> Dude, that was. That was funny stuff. That it's was... like wearing a shirt like out with a guy that's like you're going on guys night out and it's like you wear a shirt that says like, uh, my wife is the best and I would be nothing without her. And you're like, come the, okay, you got a wedding ring on. Like we all understand you're married. Like you get to wear this shirt that proclaims that too. Like how fragile you... is your fandom? That you, you, wouldn't, wear... you wouldn't wear a shirt saying that? You wouldn't wear a shirt saying that? No, that, that I would, would be, first of all, I would, I would not be wear nothing without my wife. No, I would not. Because <laughs> that, listen. Here's the thing. When you're good, you'll tell everybody. When you're great, everyone else will do it for you, okay? Yeah. You don't need to promote it. But it's probably a poor analogy. But the fact that you wore a hockey jersey that wasn't even that team to it. I mean, just wear a regular T-shirt. You should have wore a Cleveland Steamer shirt. You probably would have got a better reaction. <laughs> it's like, like, remember the guy that had the Pittsburgh Steeler hat on and the Seahawks yeah, yeah, jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not that, but it's close. Not okay? even the like, same. Not even the same. It is you, you had great seats. I mean, Jeremy wasted tickets on oh, you because you showed up seats. and you couldn't even be. You couldn't even be appropriate. <laughs> Jeremy, next time I'll fly out. Let me know. I'll I'll buy some Cleveland stuff just to wear it. Oh, I ended up buying a whole bunch. I bought I bought a whole bunch of Cleveland gear. I have. I, I have I, a whole that doesn't surprise me at all. But you still didn't wear it when you came. <laughs> I was going to switch my jersey mid-game. People do it all the time. You know how many times you go to a game and you see some dumbass that wore a dress shirt to a sporting event, which is like still better than you wearing that Toronto jersey to a Cleveland game? And they've got a jersey on over their dress shirt, and like they got the collar sticking through the thing, and their you know their faux plaid arms hanging out of the bottom of this jersey, and it looks terrible, but they're celebrating – Watch any NBA game and look at the sideline. I'll watch it. How many dummies are have these button-up shirts on, and they put a jersey over the top of it, and that's still a better look than what you had rolling in there with your Maple Leafs jersey in a basketball ring. Terrible, man. Um, yeah. All right, so we caught off a little topic there, but uh, it was good. I I think I needed- that wasn't off topic. That was on topic. <laughs> That was interesting. Speaking it's about the NBA. Bad, it's almost as, no, it's not even talking about the NBA right now. Let's talk about something else. This is almost <laughs> okay. as bad as you accusing me of slew footing somebody. Oh, that wait a second. Wait. You didn't even know what slew footing means. I know, and I was pretty sure I wasn't guilty of it. And guess what, Sean? 
I looked it up and I'm not guilty of it. You're not guilty of slew footing? I've never stuck my forearm or elbow into someone's chest at the same time of kicking their legs out for anything while they're on ice skates. I have never done that. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's good. What about on the streets? (laughs) Well, no one's wearing ice skates on the streets, so it doesn't matter. It's it's only slew footing if you're on an ice skate. I I love it. Yeah. Otherwise, I have 100% a move. It's, you know. You're the one that said, you're the one that ended up stating that uh, I may have slew-footed somebody because uh, Marshawn just got caught slew-footing. Listen, there's a lot of slew-footing that ended up going accusations up. in the group chat that Brad did something or I'm going to respond. you got to use full name. <laughs> you know, dude, what do you think of Golden State's, we're moving on to NBA now. I think you, I think you got your digs in. <laughs> What do you I'll, think? I'll probably of, bring it back around, just knowing me. What do you think? What do you think of Golden State's run right now? 19 and 3. They they look like Golden State of old. They look great. Um, yeah, and they're about to get Clay Thompson back. Which, yeah. Then what you just go meteoric? Them well, and the Phoenix Suns. Here's the thing that I think people gloss over when you think about Clay Thompson. You think about how great of a shooter he is in the offense. He's a better defender for that team than they've had. Their defensive struggles have all coincided with Clay Thompson being out. So they're only going to be a better defensive team, which is scary. That is scary. Right? I mean, you look at – we saw uh, the Phoenix Suns set a franchise record for consecutive wins. Yes. All right? The last game they had played, you know, against Golden State, they had, you know, oh, beat 17? them. 17? Yeah, to go to 17. Yeah. And then they play them again uh, last night, you know, Friday, December 3rd. And – you know, Golden State puts it on them by 20 points to snap that streak. That's it. Uh, Steph Curry looks and, and it's funny. Yeah, because Steph Curry only had 12 points in that one game against them. And then Gary Payton yeah, Jr., right, which just, man, him playing for Oakland, which is his daddy's hometown. Just No, Gary Payton the second. Gary Payton the right, second. Thank you, John. Yes. <laughs> That's one beyond the junior. Yeah. Is it? Is that how it works? I think so. Yeah, there's junior. The you would think, right? It's junior, the second, the third, the fourth. I, I believe that's how it works. Yeah. You should ask George Foreman. He would know. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I always thought that you could say the second or junior. I didn't think there was a formal thing to play through it. But I think so. We should. We should definitely inquire. Yeah. With George Foreman's family, it's, yeah. I'll send him a letter they, this week. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Everybody is George Foreman in that family. Everybody, dude. Yeah, you're talking about levels of confidence. Like naming your daughter George is up there. (laughs) You know what I can't believe? My daughter. You know, it's it's pretty fantastic. So, in the West, the West, besides the Warriors and the Suns in the NBA, right? The West, you got teams that can play for the play in that are, as of right now, that are under 500, right? The East, it's crazy. If you want to make the play-in currently as of right now, you got to be above 500. Yeah, like, we're still talking about early in the season. I mean, we are, there. but it's it's just so crazy when I look but at here's, it. And here's the question. And it's, I think it's been this way in the, you know, the conference split is where's the favorite? It's still on the West as it is right now. Yeah, it's still I mean, maybe Brooklyn. Maybe you could say Brooklyn, but maybe. 
you know, but are you confident? I'm not. I'm not either. You know, and the Bulls look good. Yep. The Heat are always good. Yeah. The Bucks are surprisingly. But if they turn it on, they're good, right? The Celtics, if they get you know they get their injuries all sorted out and get back to playing, they're good. Philly's got a chance to be good. But where the Cavaliers are sitting. Do you pick any of those teams in like say top nine in the East, right? Mm, yeah. Do you in a, in a seven game series? Yeah. Do you pick any of them over the Suns or the Warriors right now? I think over the, the Suns in the West. Over the Suns, I mean, I might pick the Nets or the Bucks, just because. Yeah, but. Man, you bring Golden State into that. I I don't know. I think Golden State's got horses that they can run with. You know, they that's got horses that they can run with. They, they yeah, got right, like that. Yeah, I think that they would. Yeah, it would be an out shooting. Jordan Poole, you know, Gary Payton the second, Wiggins. Yep. Toscano, all those guys. Those are their bench guys now, and that's the second unit that's going to come in and destroy other teams' second units. And then you got your leadership with uh, Draymond Green, and you got uh, Iguodala. I mean, yeah, Steph you Curry. got yep. Steph. Well, it's hard to believe even the Steph Curry now would be one of those leaders because he's been around so long already. Right. Probably going to be the greatest three point f- shooter of all time. Like probably, like, I think mean, he is. I probably already, him. right? I love, <laughs> I love Reggie Miller and Larry Bird. Like, don't yeah. get it twisted, right? But man, Steph is doing things that those two guys it's like another dimension it's another yeah it's it's unbelievable i i don't even know yeah like when i look at the nets i would love to say that the nets could probably do some things but if you're going up against golden state and it's in that finals i don't know there's there's james harden james harden's on the slide right we can, can we agree to that yeah i i would agree yeah he's still a good player he's not a great player yeah and now with the rule change, he's mm. yeah. And Kevin Durant is still great. I mean, yeah. but he's but a know. guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they have so and much still, tied up in other resources. He still had to go to Golden State to win a championship. Yeah, he didn't. He couldn't do it in OKC. He couldn't do it anywhere else. He had to go somewhere. Can I tell you what made me the happiest this week? Go, go ahead, tell me. Oklahoma City losing by 73 points. It couldn't happen to a better fan base or ownership group. <laughs> you don't hold any sort of grudges, don't Down you? Down by 50 at the half. <laughs> Closing at 73 in the deficit column. You know what I can't believe, though? Congratulations. They're better. They're actually better. Than the Magic and the Pistons. Yeah, those two teams haven't lost by seventy-three points combined. So, <laughs> to the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, not to Golden State, not yeah, to yeah. Brooklyn or Miami or the Chicago Bulls, who are a fantastically fun team to watch. Aren't they aren't they? Man, I love watching the Chicago Bulls basketball. Right I now. do too. Uh, it takes me back to the early nineties. It takes me back to like to the nineties, right? When we would all tune in to watch the Michael Jordan Bulls play. Mm-hmm. I haven't been this excited since then, man. They're just such a fun team. Yeah, 
Oh, they're they're amazing to watch. You but you know, look at the Hawks. The Hawks fell right off. I mean, Celtics fell off a little bit. Cavaliers look good. They're middle of the pack right now. I mean, I and that's with and that's with Kevin Love coming off the bench. It's like, <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I, the only person who <laughs> the only person who should be traded more than Kyrie Irving right now is Kevin Love. Who's gonna take that? Exactly. No yeah. one's taking either one of those guys right now. But oh, am I helping your team standpoint? That's one A and one B for fixing it up. All right. For two very for two very different reasons, but <laughs> all right. We're going into week 13 of this NFL season. That we are. Last week. I don't know. It, it was appalling to watch some Thanksgiving football. games. Some bad Man. football last week. You know, and yet, Seahawks. There we were. Oh, yeah, watching it. Your Seahawks you know, cannot buy a game. Cannot buy one. I would like to propose this to the group. Hmm. Russell Wilson had a mental conditioning coach. Right? Do we know the story? Yeah. Famously. Someone that he worked with pre-draft. Worked with his entire career. His name is Trevor Moad. Very inspirational. Trevor talks to all these. Um, he helps Alabama football, Florida State football, all these college basketball teams, professional basketball teams. Right? He's a he's a motivational guy. Try to help you find the mental edge. Right? Basically, lives with Russell Wilson in the off season. Visits him every week of the NFL season, and they have a schedule of visualization and getting his mind right and all these things. Right. Trevor tragically passes away of cancer earlier this year. I want to say, yeah, yeah. You've been deep in the preseason or week one or week two. Right. Okay. You watch Russell Wilson play and there's clearly a gap. And I wonder how much the loss of who was known to be Russell Wilson's best friend and mental coach is having on Russell Wilson because, and here's what snapped me into this. I, there's been something wrong with Russell all year, even pre-finger injury, right? But we saw a flashback to like a 2012 Russell Wilson in that last drive against the Redskins where he went 90 yards for the touchdown. He did not care that he threw an incompletion. He just was robotic Russell Wilson, no emotion, didn't celebrate that touchdown, was on to the next one, even though they failed that two-point conversion. But that was a snap back in. I'd be very, very curious to see this weekend against the San Francisco 49ers if old Russell's back or if that was just a blip in his programming. But it's not lost on me that maybe that's Russell's pitch. That's interesting. You know, uh, that's a great point. I think that anytime you lose somebody that's been part of your life that helped you get ready for things, uh, maybe, uh, you know, you said mental conditioning, uh, that's part, that's huge for athletes, uh, persona, everything, right? I mean, you think about it, George St. Pierre had to go to a psychologist in order to get over that loss, you know, uh, um, that's big stuff. And so maybe it is affecting them. Uh, I can just tell you right now that the, their routine was Saturday night. They would spend an hour or two 
talking through the game plan and visualizing and watching old film of comebacks and big moments that Russell had had. He would get his sleep. He would wake up the next morning and then him and Trevor would have another 45 minute session where they would talk through, you know, expected behavior. Yeah. I just, man, I just wonder if that's in there. I think you got that. I think you got the whole entire, I want to get traded because nobody did anything for me in Seattle. I think you got Pete Carroll, who's beyond his prime. I think you got so many things like, up until last so week, things. I was very either, depending on my mood, was very, let's blow it up, kick them all out, or I was team uh, Pete. I would say now, I think I'm firmly in the, uh, let's move on from the coaching staff and keep Russell Wilson to see if we can fix this thing. There's something wrong somewhere, right? Although, and- although... There was a rumor this week that the Giants are considering offering their two top 10 draft picks this year for mm. Russell Wilson, and I would take that deal on her beat. So, would you? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. I think the, re- the way to win in the league this year or now, and this is not going to be good news for you in your division, is that you have a young quarterback on a team friendly deal that isn't taking up a third, a half of the cap. And you're spending that money on defense and other weapons. Yeah, but that's 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 everywhere in sports. I mean, that was Seattle's whole entire ingredient. Yes, was having Russell. And Wilson I would love to get back 000. to it. I would love to get back to it. I would like to take yeah. Russell's thirty-five million dollars and pay yeah. a young kid two million dollars and spend that thirty-three million dollars like, on defense. That's why you went to two Super Bowl yeah. uh, finals because. And it's why <laughs> New England is getting better right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Mac Jones, wow, unbelievable. And yeah, you, you have, I think you hit the nail on the head. Thing is, though, is that the whole new coaching staff, whole new everything. What yeah, quarterback is going to, you know, like what quarterback is going to do that for you as a rookie, though, going in? I, I, I just don't know. Like, yeah, they're, they're not. You're going to, but if you're going to rebuild, rebuild. Like, let's go. Interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm not totally disagreement in disagreement with you because, you know, Seattle's got a problem. They got to do something. Um, I we just saw this uh, as a fan base. We saw this with Mike Holmgren. Yeah. And, you know, oh, that's, that's years away, ago. Wow. <laughs> transitioned away from, you know, uh, Matt Hasselbeck and Sean Alexander and kept Mike Holmgren around. And we started to see some of the same, like third and long. It was always a draw play for Mike Holmgren. And we saw that. And now like, third and long for uh, Pete Carroll to screen pat. Like there's just some things that, you know, and as an organization, you can hang on a year or two, three, too long to a coach uh, trying to think that they'll find their magic. I think that Pete Carroll's lost his magic and I think it's time to move on. I mean, look at other, other coaches that have won Super Bowl titles that really have no, like they don't care. <laughs> they move on from you. They know it's like the only coach I think you don't move on from really is uh Bill Belichick, that's one, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. You know like, why, though? Because he reloads so fast. Like, last year yeah. was a down year for them, but it wasn't a big yeah. down year for them. Like No, they were almost 500 last year. Yeah, and that was their down year. And then all of a yeah. sudden, now they're back right up on top where they had been for the previous 18 years. Okay, that's. Yeah. But Scared. you're talking about a generational coach. I mean, he's chasing that's down, true. you know. I mean, I was doing the math this week thinking about, uh, where Bill Belichick sits all-time wins. 
you know, which is behind Don Shula. I believe that yeah. he's 42 wins behind Don Shula. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I and think George, you could catch him. Then George House is in there also. But when you mm-hmm. think about that, 42 wins, that's four seasons mm-hmm. of less than average football play from a Bill Belichick team for him to be the all-time winningest coach. One, I don't know how Bill Belichick isn't still coaching in four years. Right? Yep. He's not frail. He's not, you know, nope. on his way out. And then two, how I don't see them being losers. I think if he averages 10 wins over the next four years. He's got yeah. all the building blocks. All the yeah. building blocks. He's got them all in place. He, he's got it. He's got it in there. All right. We, I feel gross. Let's move on to the games. This is too much New England love. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go with. Do you mind if I call him? And we'll just go yep. from there. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Sounds have to call him. All right. So the Cowboys and Saints happen. Boring. Who didn't see that one happening, right? Cowboys. Listen, Cowboys listen. The New England or New England. God bless oh, America. Wow. <laughs> Read Craig Homer. I love you. I'm sorry <laughs> that I hate your team this much. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints had every opportunity to win that game. They did. twice. Yeah. Dallas. I mean, Dallas was down five coaches. I mean, Dallas has problems with the virus right now that's just the way it is but uh Dak Prescott did not look good against the banged up defense Zeke Elliott's got a real problem right physically he's got something going on yeah um that knee injury has wouldn't surprise me if it's a bigger deal maybe he has a little scope clean out in the offseason or something he's fighting through some things great I mean good for him to be tough and to push through it but he is not who we know him to be so uh not a surprise that Dallas won necessarily, given you know what the Saints are walking out there. But watching that game, I really feel like New Orleans had that game to go. Uh, a terrible, terrible uh, crackback block call in the third quarter that just derailed New Orleans of some momentum right there. You know, you really just kind of watch that game turn. And then Taysom Hill having those turnovers at the end was just, you know, peaking. Why in the world were you playing Trevor Simeon for all those weeks? You should have been playing Taysom Hill. Period. Well, Taysom Hill had a concussion, couldn't play. So well, that's true, but I don't know. Hey, <laughs> tell, tell it's, it's like we're like, yeah. why would the Seahawks play Geno Smith for four <laughs> weeks and then have Russell Wilson? <laughs> tell me something. Do you think New Orleans is a totally different team with Jameis Winston in there? Yeah. I personally I, think so. I think that, that, and that you would still see Jameis throw four touchdowns or four interceptions, but he would also probably throw five touchdowns in that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like they I win. I right before I interceptions think, better be a win. Totally different team. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got the Colts and the Texans in Houston. Can they get tyrotted against the Colts? <laughs> um, you know, Texans have two wins, they're at home. It's a vision game. Yeah, You'd think yeah. they would do something. I don't know that they have an answer for Jonathan Taylor. You're watching Jonathan Taylor do some historic things. We can't overcome that. It's insane, right? Yeah. Because it's not its not their quarterback. It's not anything like that. Yeah, it's, Jonathan it's, Taylor covers up for Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Who is slowly, slowly becoming who we know him to be. Excuse me. I got the hiccups all of a sudden. I get too excited about New England Patriots now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying it's going to be the Colts. 
Yeah, the spread is 10 points. And that's, what, 10 points and their visitors? That's pretty significant. Yeah, we've covered before. The average is, you know, you get two and a half just for being the home team. Just for being the home team, yeah. Right, so it's almost a two-touchdown push the other way. No, I think it's Indianapolis as well. They're in the playoff hunt too, so I think they're on the outside of it right They've now. They've got to so. win. They have they have to win to keep pace. Yeah. They're going to win that division probably, but they're not going to. they got to not be just division winners. They've got to have a real record to be. Well, people more. were, they were like the big old, you know, darlings of the AFC. You know, yeah. well, you know what wins playoff games and ultimately championships? What's that? Defense. It does, yes. And a solid running game. Yeah, I have to give that Colts defense is pretty good. I don't know if they're championship good, but they're pretty good. And that rushing attack is enough to get it to go. So they've got a shot. I mean, you know, ultimately, do you trust Carson Wentz to not turn the ball over in a big moment? I don't. Yeah, it's only Super Bowl ring is from Big Colts. Thank you. That's it. I don't know. Uh, I agree with you. It's hard to believe. Uh, we got the Vikings and the Lions. So the Lions trying to keep, I'd say, the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings would beat them, but the Lions really can't afford to be winning games right now if you want to get your number one draft pick. Listen, I'll just say this about this whole thing. is Minnesota's going to win, right? Yeah. Detroit's defense is atrocious, especially against the pass. Dalvin Cook is not going to play. Kirk Cousins is hot, and you have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is going to throw for 400 and three touchdowns, and they're just going to win going away. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a big win, too, for Minnesota. Minnesota's trying to keep on pace as well, right? Like, I think they're the number two team in the division. So yeah. Chasing Green Bay, and they're not far out, right? I mean, that's the thing, so... And, and I, I would not have given them any. I I was not looking at Minnesota like to be in that race, but they're Minnesota's in that race. always in. As long as you have Mike Zimmer as the coach, you're, they're always. It's in. true, right? Yeah, they've got a good defense, sneakily. Next, and then we have, yeah, Giants and the Dolphins. Dolphins have won three in a row, so I don't see why it's not four. <laughs> yeah, I mean Mike Glennon is going to start for. Yeah, but I think uh, Daniel Jones. Jones is out, right? So. Yeah, he's got a neck thing. I think they're trying to be safe with Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing after this time of year, right? We start to see those things. Uh, you know, the one thing when I was looking at these games that was interesting to me is that um, Tua, right, who we routinely think of as not as a great up-and-coming quarterback, um, but in his last two games he's completed 80 percent of his passes that you know in the in the category where you consider 30 pass attempts to be the floor uh only three quarterbacks have ever done that twice in their back-to-back weeks and that's kyler murray this year and then it's drew Brees in 2018 and peyton manning in 2013 oh, wow. so here's a shot and this giants team is not great he did complete 80 percent of his passes against them and do it for the third time that puts him in some rarefied air when you speak of you know what that is i still think you know the dolphins smoke the giants but i do too uh I, do you think that the, the dolphins even have a chance of making this postseason i think straight in a row happened 
Things yeah. You want to bet against Brian Flores getting hot right now? Exactly. I man. And the team had so much offseason garbage, and there's always, you know, conversations about Deshaun Watson being traded. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, like forget about offseason. And your best best cornerback wanted more money, and you have all this turmoil and all this stuff, and all of a sudden, right now, midseason, you're starting to gel, you're starting to get together, you know. Jalen Waddle's playing out of his mind. Yep. For a rookie. Oh, I'm telling you. It's, uh, that, him and that Tua got that connection. I mean, that's the Alabama one too, right? And That's it. Man, I don't know. I yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they make much noise in playoffs, right? But do I think they can make it? Absolutely. No, but can they make it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely, I think they can. I totally agree with you. Yeah. All right, then we have the Bucks and the Falcons. Um, I think the Buccaneers are all over the Falcons. They're they're taking it to them. Yeah, it's a division game. Falcons are not not going to show up, but let's face it, they haven't been that great. I think that uh, Tom Brady has a mental advantage over Matt Ryan, anyway. So mm-hmm. after that Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah. I think I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta ultimately loses by double digits. Um, I just like to say that you know, it'll be fun, but I think. Uh, here's points this. up. Let me ask you this. Up. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think that Rob Gronkowski is a certified first ballot Hall of Famer? What's your tight end? No. Okay. So let me tell you this. He is one game short of. Three, third, he has 30 career games with 100 plus receiving yards. Right? Which is a lot for a tight end. That is a lot. Yeah. He is one uh, touchdown shy of matching Isaac Bruce for 12th all time in receiving scores. And Isaac cool. Bruce is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, 31 career games with 100 plus receiving yards is the Tony Gonzalez tight end mark in NFL history. Man, so, Gronkowski. One more 100-yard game ties Tony Gonzalez for most 100-yard games by a tight end. Yeah. And with one more touchdown, he is 12th all-time in receiving touchdowns. Yeah, but I mean, look at Tony Gonzalez and who he's played under, okay, for as, as with a quarterback. And look who he has played, Gronkowski, with. What does that matter? Career. What does that, that matter? You have the greatest quarterback yeah. throwing it hey, to you. Come on. Come sure. on. Hey, where did Michael Jordan's kids go to college? I don't know. Yeah, it's like Florida A and U for basketball, and one didn't. So let's throw out the whole. You know, you're lucky that you had this influence. You think Michael Jordan's kids couldn't be better basketball? Could at least play D1 basketball? Mm, couldn't. Okay. You think Gronkowski doesn't catch passes from someone other than Tom Brady? I mean. No, I'm not saying that, but I mean... You are saying that. Tony Gonzalez well, passes I am, from I am. Matt Ryan for eight years. Yeah, yeah. And then before that, he was in Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, catch a passes from Trent Green. Who's Trent Green? <laughs> Tom Brady's daddy in 1999. I, I guess. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I don't I know. know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean... I think Those you just hate Gronkowski because he's big as you are, but he's more. I, I think that's. Really I good. like I like Gronk. I just think he's he walked yeah. away, uh, and went to the WWE for a little bit there, and I'm just like, what's he doing? What's what's this guy doing? Oh, that's <laughs> what it is. 
Now we've come full circle. <laughs> What's this guy doing? He was a 24-7 champ. <laughs> Sean, did you ever want to be a 24-7 champ? Who didn't? <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> It all makes sense. Oh. It all makes sense. Uh, all right, we Next. got Eagle, <laughs> Eagles and the Jets. Eagles Ugh. are gonna beat the Jets. God, this is such a gross. It's game. not a great game. It's disgusting. This game is gross. Yeah. Let me tell you this. This is all you need. So outside, outside the Jets being atrocious, which they are, right? Yeah. I want it from a fantasy football perspective, and this even matters for just statistics. Okay. 100 and 100.5% of Jalen Hurts' fantasy points over the last two weeks have been on the ground. Yeah, you want to know why it's more than 100%? Why is that? Because he has negative passing points in the last That's two weeks. That's really bad. That's really bad. Yeah. But they're playing the New York Jets, which is... I like, know. They're, they're <laughs> still going to win. They're going to win by a touchdown. And it's gonna. This is the. This might be the grossest game of the week. Oh, it's it's pretty ugly. It's pretty ugly. Uh, next one we got here: Cardinals and the Bears. Um, Kyler Murray's back. That's what it sounds like. And oh. and D Hop. DeAndre yeah, Hopkins. Yeah, that's right. He's also back, too. back. He's back too. Yeah. And then Justin Fields is back for. for Perhaps as well. So. Maybe, yeah. Interesting to me that you know Robert Quinn uh, is the Bears' rusher, and he has been historically slow this year. And then as soon as Cleo Mack goes on injury reserve, Robert Quinn just steps up all of a sudden. Now he's back with this, you know, magician getting quarterback sacks. It's wild to me. Yeah. Um, I think the I think the Cardinals win this. They were looking good without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins Ugh. winning two out of the three games. They were. Now you got them in there. I don't know. This, yeah. This is move on. It makes me. <laughs> All right. The only thing that I, will save me is if Cliff Kingsbury does take this Oklahoma coaching job that's opened up. Yeah. And yeah. Like, ditches Arizona for uh, Oklahoma. That's, that's the only thing. You think it's going to happen? Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Well, that'll Cliff, be the end of it. Cliff always wanted to be a part of Oklahoma. That's all he ever wanted. And I think that he thinks that if he, you know, he's charming enough and pretty enough, if he gets on a college campus, uh, he can, you know, stay there forever. Uh, and then there's also this other piece here. So Lincoln Riley was the coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, who famously left this week for USC for an ungodly amount of money and benefits. Like, it's sick what he got. It's unbelievable. Uh, all that to be said, what Lincoln Riley made last year for the Oklahoma Sooners, which was $7.5 million, is a million and a half dollars more than the Cardinals are paying Cliff Kingsbury. That's crazy, eh? Wow. Yeah, but that's so just you have you. you think about from a job, right, where you yeah. get a little more rope as a, as a college coach than you do as a NFL coach, uh, and you can go make a million and a half dollars more. And if you're telling me that no one cares about a million and a half dollars, you're wrong because he's only making huh. six. Seven and a half is something that peaks your radar. If they pay him eight, they pay him nine. You think that Cliff Kingsbury stays? You know, and like the college yeah. right now is the landscape is these 10 year deals, every nine or $10 million. You're telling me that a guaranteed $100 million doesn't move the deal with Cliff Stingberg to go back to college football? 
I, I, it 100% moves the needle. I just, it just, it just makes me a little sick though that you know the coaches getting paid that much in college, but meanwhile they're still not giving these athletes well, really anything. Yeah. It just, you it's know, just letting athletes can right? sign athletes. This is the year athletes can sign endorsement deals finally for the first time. Yeah, yeah. You got some but guys making. Yeah, you got some college kids making, you know, more money than you and I make right now because they're better athletically than we are. So. That's good for them. Good. Yeah, I just I think it's gross to pay a college coach that much, but it's booster money, right? And that's just the thing. It is, yeah. Like Lincoln Riley's deal. Just I'll just give you the clip, the highlights of it, and we'll get back to these games because I know I'm off topic. Um, but Lincoln Riley's deal, I think I forget how much it is annually because that wasn't a big. I mean, it was a big number, but it wasn't like stupid. It was like twelve million dollars a year, which is a lot of money, but it's not a lot. They. Lincoln Riley owned two houses in Norman, Oklahoma, right? So you would imagine more nice houses for a guy that made $7 million. USC gave him $500,000 more than the value of each home. So plus a million dollars and bought his homes in, or paid his homes off plus a million dollars in Oklahoma, right? They are allowing him a blank check for coaching staff, which is insane. They gave him $6 million for a home in L.A. And they give him and his family 24-hour-7 access to a private plane. This is crazy, dude. This is crazy. Everything you just said. And that's just what we know. That's just what we know. So. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't even think he's that good of a football coach. We think Lincoln Riley, right? Like, is he top five? College coaches. Not right in now. my mind. Not in my mind. I don't know. They must think it's something. I don't know. That's crazy. Oh wow. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah, I guess he. Like, yeah. All right. Next that was completely off topic. It was very good. Well, kind of, sort of, right? But it's just, yeah, let's just say, yeah. like Cliff Kingsbury going to Oklahoma to be the head coach is not far fetched. Let's just say that. No, I like it. I like it. Brad, nice points. All right. This is my game of the week, by the way. Chargers and the Bengals. Oh, man. Oh. If you would have said doing a Buffalo, I was going to just... No, 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 no. Chargers, Bengals, two, two, two second-year quarterbacks going at it. Uh, I, I love it. It's a great game. I mean, you know it's going to be exciting. Yeah. it's. I mean, this is one to watch for sure. Yeah. Two explosive offenses, two pretty good defenses. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of records, you know, Joe Mixon's on a historic pace right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is one of, looks like, two running backs. Or, I'm sorry, he's the third running back to have a multiple touchdown streak in four straight games. That's uh, the longest incredible. in Bengals history. Yeah. Uh, the only other running back to do it in five straight games is Alvin Kamara last year, or two years ago, yeah. I guess, the 2019 season, wow. which was crazy. And previously, uh, the record holder is LaDainian Thomason in 2006 with eight straight. And, so, and that's the year that he broke the record there for touchdowns for a running back? Yeah. Yes. Wow. So, wow. Joe Mixon on a historic pace as a Bengals running back. That's crazy. So you think about that, you think about Austin Eckler for the Chargers and what he can do. You know, wouldn't be surprised if he gets 200 plus yards in total offense, receiving and running. Um, yeah. You know, I'd like this game to be High scoring, I think it's you know Bengals uh, in a nail biter, right? 
I think so too. I think Lee so field too. goal, something like that. Yeah, you know, but I I can go Chargers field goal as well. I mean, hundred percent. I man, I think this is a home team pick, right? Like, yeah, this game was in L.A. It's the Chargers. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? I have to agree with you on that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Probably, I agree with you. It's probably the best matchup of the week. I think so. To me, it just stands out. Like, <laughs> uh, okay. Then we have the Rams. Time to write this ship, boys. You're getting the Jaguars at home. It's what <laughs> a better opportunity than playing Jacksonville at home. <laughs> Ever since you got OBJ on your team and Vaughn Miller. How do you lose three in a row? Well, you got in jail. You... you can't discount that. What? Chemistry. It takes a little bit to gel in. But I'm just going to tell you this. If the Geno Smith-led Seahawks can beat Jacksonville 31-7 to at home, I imagine the LA Rams could beat those Jacksonville Jaguars 52-3 at home. Yeah, I think it's like a... I'm not saying that's the score. I'm just saying... Yeah. This is a tee up. This is a tee up. Hey, get out of your funk. Go out blow there and win a game. The blowout of the week alert. <laughs> get out there and win a game there, Matt. <laughs> Go do it. Let's have Urban Meyer calling all the open college coaching jobs and trying to get one. Apparently, I think he ended up stating this week earlier that he's not taking any coaching jobs. You know, uh, you know who else did that? Who's that? Nick Saban when he was coaching the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. I know. Remember what happened the week after that? <laughs> yeah. For those that don't remember, Nick Saban got on a private jet in the Miami <laughs> airport and went to Alabama where he's stayed ever since. <laughs> All Can you right. tell that Meyer didn't look at that Lincoln Riley deal and was like, damn it. Hmm. <laughs> that was my deal. Damn it, Lincoln. <laughs> Ten million dollars a year to live in Hollywood with a, in a house you didn't pay for? Oh, it's that just crazy. crazy. That's disgusting. I mean, it's as disgusting as uh, like LSU's new head coach there is Notre Dame's old coach. Yeah, I mean, if you're Brian Kelly and they're going to guarantee you eighty million dollars or whatever it is, how do you not do it? You're sixty years old. <laughs> you're sixty years old, and they're going to give you nine and a half million dollars for ten years or whatever the deal is. How do you not take it? I mean, I get, you know, and the, the other thing, man, <laughs> I know we're back to college football and that you don't follow it. I think college football is probably the same as your NHL. For no, me, I, but... I, I follow college. I follow really the Big Ten, I guess, really yeah. is what I follow. Yeah. But... but here's the thing. So then, you know, so Brian Kelly takes his job. Brian Kelly had been at Notre Dame for 12 years, which is a long time yeah. for a coach. Yeah. Um, the fun of this whole thing is I end up watching, I caught the, uh, the Notre Dame AD and I forget what his name is, but he was on, you know, his little thing and he was like, you know what? I've been thinking about uh, when Brian Kelly was going to off-ramp Al's program. He's been here 12 years anyway. We hadn't had any discussions, but I was definitely considering it, you know, and just like let him, just like let him in was like, man, he's not that good of a coach. Like I was like, man, the ball's on this guy. You know, Notre Dame is probably going to be the final six and vying for a national championship. You would think, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, still possible, which is wild to me because, you know, so Notre Dame ends up uh, naming, I think, their defensive coordinator as the head coach. They're keeping the staff intact, minus their head coach. And Notre Dame's going to have a shot to go to the college playoff 
And then that guy, I think his name is Freeman. Coach Freeman's going to have a chance to win a championship in his first two two games as head coach, which is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Notre Dame's a good team, you know. So anyway, they are. Back to, they are. Back to NFL football. All right. Washington football team against the Raiders. This is a good game, too. This is a good game. You know, the matchup is interesting, too, because Jack Del Rio's on this Washington Redskins staff, and he's got a real hate for... Redskins? Career. Yeah. He's the defensive coordinator for whatever. You mean the, the football football team. Football team. The, w, the WTFs or the WFTs, whatever. Every time I see the, the WFT, I always just read it WTF. Well, yeah. Jack Del Rio is the offensive coordinator for the WTFs. Uh, and so, <laughs> but he's got some bad blood with that Raiders organization. Uh, yeah, because he they was dumped there. him, yeah. And, well, yeah. and they dumped him for John Gruden, and he was winning. That's right. That's right. John Gruden. Is, is I'm sorry, right. not John Gruden. Jack Del Rio is like the second winningest coach in Raider history. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Behind Tom Flores, uh, got fired coming off a winning season. Yeah, insane. Him, him and David Carr, uh, you know, were real friendly. And so, you know, no one knows him. Mike, he knows him. So I'm telling what you. we talked about with, you know, Ron Rivera and knowing Cam Newton and how to beat the Panthers. Yeah. I think, well, you know, I think that this is a Washington football team. I don't know if it's an upset, but it's a win for them. Can you call it an upset? I mean, they're they're in a playoff hunt. Like, I think they're right now in the bubble of making the playoffs. I, it's an upset only because it's, you know, in Las Vegas and the Raiders have a one-game better record. But I don't know if it's an but upset. T- Maybe it's a coin flip. Taylor Heineke is, like, coming out to becoming a really good quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. Yeah, he's interesting, for sure. Anyway, I, can't decide yeah, I, think, he, I can't decide if he's good long term or if he's like just good until they get the film on him. But either which way, right? He's good this year. He's winning. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's winning right Maybe now. Maybe he's so. Trent Dilfer. Maybe he's Trent Dilfer. Maybe. All this all this being done without, you know, the WTF's uh best defensive player being out in Chase Young. So Yeah. 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 Fast no, I ball. think I think Washington wins. Yeah, you know the spread. The spread is uh, the Las Vegas Raiders getting two and a half points at home, which means that there's a that's just favorite exactly to the football team. That wouldn't surprise me to watch the football team. Uh, what, how stupid is Daniel Snyder that we have referred to his team as the football team? It's so dumb. It's almost arrogant in a way, right? That we're like, imagine if Toronto dropped Maple Leafs and they were just the hockey team, and we're like, oh, the hockey yeah. team, the hockey. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, any which way, I think they went by a touchdown. So. Well. I think Dan Snyder's got bigger problems coming up here in the near future when he moves Congress. Yeah. Anyways. He might, be getting, he might be getting the Donald Sterling treatment. Right? Deservedly <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Off to the next team. Raven Steelers. Yes, it's it's a it's a divisional matchup. But uh, I think the Ravens are spanking the Steelers because this is one of the most inconsistent teams I've seen in a long while. Yeah, I think the Baltimore wins. I don't think that they get that they bend uh, the Steelers over their knee and give them a good old fashioned whooping. No, yeah, I don't know. Division game. You just you can't write these True division enough. games out like that. They're just True you know it'll be close. I think Baltimore wins and they you know they win by between three and seven points, you know, which is, is a win, a solid win for them. I don't think it's ever in question, but a blowout is, it's, man, it's hard. 
I don't know. I mean, after that Cleveland game, I think I, I might go along with you on that. Yeah, yeah, right? And like, he threw you four picks. I mean, yeah, you just they know each know, other man. really well. With a lot yeah. of bad blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, yeah. I was thinking at first, it's like, oh, they're gonna run all over them because like Pittsburgh is pretty. Yeah. What what team they're are Jekyll you? and Hyde? They're Jekyll and Hyde yeah. this year, right? Yeah. We, but man, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'll go with that too. Field goal. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Which reminds me, I mean, Niners Seahawks in Seattle. I think Seattle comes out with a win on this one. I like That's what I'm think. going with. I like the way you think, Sean. Tell, tell me why. Tell me more. Sweet talk. Well, I think I think Russell might be finding his legs finally. You know what I mean? Like, I think he might be finding it. I think he just wants to put up some numbers he wants to do something well i know they they must know that they're out of it so let's play spoiler against san fran why not it's like that's that's exactly what i see uh no love lost. yeah mathematically they're not out of it but they're might as well be i think it's like a one percent chance <laughs> Well, You're saying know. there's a chance. <laughs> I'm saying that the Seahawks win by seven. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think this game is a coin flip based on the injuries that the San Francisco 49ers have. I mean, they're banged up in a lot of spots. So they got a lot of guys missing out. I don't know that you ever trust Jimmy Garoppolo on the road. Yeah. Seattle's going to be rowdy. I'll tell you one thing about Seattle fans is even though we're irritated, uh, that's not going to bleed, bleed over into the fan interaction. And, you know, coming into Seattle is not. Um, we've seen more losses at home this year, I think, than we've seen the last three seasons combined, which is hard, but they're going to be loud and vocal. I think that Seattle wins. I think it's a close game. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to, you know, watch some late Russell Wilson drive that wins by two or something. I, I think that's a possibility. So I imagine I will be very frustrated the first uh three and three quarters quarters of this game probably the fourth quarter for russell yeah. <laughs> well sean yeah. you don't win the game in the first <laughs> second or third quarter you win it in the fourth in the fourth very true very it's true pete carrollism and it drives me crazy because i would much rather be bill belichick and his score a bunch of points and coast in the fourth quarter but he likes it a different way yeah <laughs> hey then we have the broncos and the Chiefs, the sunday night game uh She's turning it around, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know what's fascinating about this game is that, you know, I feel like Denver was on a hot streak and they were, you know, making some moves defensively and they were going some places. And then all of a sudden, Kansas City just gets hot for a week or two. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, whatever. The Broncos. <laughs> it's a 10 point game and they're in, you know, and they're in Kansas City. Uh, but they've got Patrick Mahomes. I think maybe I, he's, he's just getting And he's used back to, on. He's just yeah, back on. He, I think, you know, he's gotten to a good schedule with his new kid and everything. So he's he's got the schedule going. He's like, oh. Listen to this stat. Okay, some sleep. <laughs> Mr. Mahomes, right, uh, has 48 touchdown passes in 19 primetime games. Insane. Insane. Yeah, he's, he's going to. Something I about. Think, yeah. That's the most since any quarterback's first 20 prime crime start since 1950. Crazy. Crazy. No, they're putting a hurting on Denver. That's for sure. 
they're an arrowhead. Yeah, that's a hurt needle. Yeah. All right, the Monday night game. All sorts of things tied into this. This is only the first meeting that is happening. And it's happening in Buffalo. The Bills and the Patriots. It's not for all the marbles yet, but this is definitely a very important game for that division. <laughs> a very important game. This might be for all the marbles. They get to play each I mean, other. I know that it's time. not. I, I know that yeah. it's not, but this is for momentum. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the Bills have let some games get away from them, where this could be a totally different story. But they let some games get away from them, and now they're in this situation where they have to win these two against New England. And uh, if they want to win the division. They're looking up. It's exactly it. Yeah. So I'm very curious. Uh, I would love to say we're going to beat New England. I hate New England being a Bills fan, but uh, I can't count New England out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Now, am I going to say right now that Buffalo wins by a touchdown? Yes. Is that actually what's going to happen? I don't know. (laughs) That's that's my honest take. That's it. (laughs) How big of a loss is Tredavious White to the Buffalo Bills people? It's huge. It's huge. That's not a small loss. That's big on your defense. It's big. Meanwhile, the Patriots just seem to be getting better and better every game. Mac Jones is getting better and better every game. The defense is getting better and better Mac every game. Mac Jones getting scary by the game. That's exactly it. Um, that kid has poise, man. He may not be the most athletically talented or whatever, and then that kid's got some poise. And what it, you know what? Game. Everything changed for Mac Jones after that game. I already said this once, and I'm going to say it again. After that game against Tampa, where they lost by just a little bit, just by a hair. But after that, I don't know. Like the afterburners went on, something clicked. And he's been this, we belong. I think that he knew he belonged. I think we can argue that uh, in, in all walks of life, your you know your confidence boost sometimes is highest after a loss. Yeah. Yeah, you maybe the think that you didn't, yeah, because you didn't, maybe didn't think that you belonged, and all of a sudden you realize that you were closer than you thought, and just takes yeah. off. Man, Mac Jones looks good. Mac Jones looks good. I like it. Man, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's a coin flip. I don't. What's the weather supposed to be like in uh, in Buffalo on Monday? You know? On Monday. I, mean, I think that matters a little bit, but I, it's absolutely maybe not as much. You know, I, I don't fully. I'll say this about the New England Patriots right now: I don't fully trust their running game. And yeah. if it's a blustery, blizzardly, snowpack night, then maybe we'll see what Mac Jones is really made of. Because I don't know that. I think, well, you know, neither team is really great on the rushing front right now, so that might drive some things down, but. Well, I mean, it's, you know, if it's 40, Celsius, if it's 40 Celsius. and clear, yeah. so what? So it's going to be around 11 degrees Celsius, which is about 50, oh. 50 degrees Fahrenheit and rainy. No problems there. So, yeah, <laughs> I, 
Sean, I think that your Bills lose by a field goal with Patriots, but that's not. I'm going the other way. I'm going seven points for Buffalo, but seven uh, points. Yeah, I'm going that way. I'm going big or go home. (laughs) But I, I honestly, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. It could happen that way. It could be a three-point loss. You know, Josh Allen has seven interceptions in the last four games. I know it's disgusting. It's absolutely, yeah. I'm not. I'm not convinced of what I'm saying. Okay, I'm just saying this as a fan. If I'm being realistic, yeah, I, it's a field goal. Do you, way. do you still think that Josh Allen is an MVP candidate? No, no. That's, if that's you, all. Have you Aaron come, Rodgers. Have you come to your senses. Have you come to your senses. That's yeah, all. It's all Aaron Rodgers this year. Back to back MVPs. Yeah. Not even consideration. No. How can you? Come on. Uh, you lost some games that really you shouldn't have lost. Like, you did. Tennessee, it's a coin flip. Maybe you don't go for it. That's a coach's mistake. But I mean, nice. I love that call. I mean, I love that it call. It's a great right? call. It's, it's gutsy, yeah. right? But, yeah. Uh, we, we, we applaud coaches for making those things. We yeah. they don't come out. I guess it's the way it is. But 9-6? To lose 9-6 to, to, to Jacksonville? Like, that's a team you need to beat. And then, uh, I don't know. I said this before that my favorite, maybe my favorite set of the year is that, uh, you know, Jacksonville hadn't won a game on U.S. soil. That was the one. That was the one. <laughs> 400 and something days. I know. I know. 400, 420 days. Oh, oh look at him. Look at him. <laughs> and the score was oh, 69, man. which is a double nice uh, in the internet world. So. <laughs> All right. All right. I got a one-on-one question for you before we go. All right. So, as we know, is the Eastern and Western CFL Finals happening this weekend? Oh, they didn't happen already? Nope. Oh, they happened over Thanksgiving. Okay. Who's who's in it? So, right now, we got Hamilton, Tiger Cats against Toronto Argonauts. And that's in the early window on Sunday. And we have Calgary Stampeders against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the West. That's the late game. So, my question to you. Hold on. Did you say this is championship weekend? Well, conference finals, yeah. The Grey Cup is going to be the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, quarterback for the Toronto Argonauts, uh, was asked by his team to go to the Toronto Raptors game, him and a few other players, to represent the Argonauts for the upcoming championship, uh, Eastern Championship game, right? So he went to the Raptors, was doing a little interview there. Next thing you know, he was in violation of CFL protocols for not isolating before the game. So they ended up saying that he has to isolate, I believe, for four days as opposed to the full seven and missed two practices going into this this finals weekend. What do you do? Because he even voiced his opinion to the team saying, hey, this is the biggest game of my career and I don't want to go and promote the game. Forget about the protocols. He just didn't want to go promote it. He wanted to keep, you know, mentally ready. And now... They were getting poo-pooed. Hamilton ended up saying that it's not fair because most people would have to miss the whole week. 
you know, but this is a champion. Like this is a finals game. Do you think that the Argonauts should, um, I don't know, rethink as to their promotion of things, maybe send somebody else different, you know, or do you think that Hamilton is right by saying that these guys are tier one guys and they're being treated differently? Uh, I believe absolutely in equal rights for all and special rights for none. Elaborate. So I think Hamilton's right. I think that if they're oh. giving him grace for no, if, if they're giving him grace for missing, for not being out on a technicality that's not written in the policy and procedure, I think it's garbage, flat out garbage. But he's the one that voiced it. He didn't want to go do it. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're not you're not penalizing him. You're penalizing the team because that's Mm -hmm. the thing. It's two ways, right? You can either break protocol as a player, or you can break protocol as a team. Well, I think the team, the team violation of the protocol, and they should be punished justly. But I think the CFL starting quarterback is out. Then their starting quarterback is out. That's just that's a gamble they took. They didn't know the protocol. Excuse me, I'm so fired up. It's the same reason why Cam Newton got cut in New England. Because he wasn't Uh, following protocol and he was going to be a liability. But then Aaron Rodgers ends up having nothing, just what, this one game? That's it. Yeah. And they should be pissed about that, that they are. (laughs) I'm not saying Aaron, Aaron Rodgers should be suspended for the year. Yeah, I think I think that, you know, he should have been able to at least voice his opinion and say, I'm not going to concentrate on this. I don't think the team was right by shoving them into that situation. And the team should have been a little bit more aware of their but own the protocols. Team should be punished. If that means that the starting quarterback has to sit out, then he should have to sit out. And it's tough shit for him. He can go play somewhere else next year. Like, it sucks for him. It's He's in a no-win situation. But allowing it really him to is, play, yeah. allowing yeah. him to play because someone else, you know, made a decision for him. Yeah gross i just couldn't believe it It was like big controversy i'm like ooh, controversy before the cfl playoff game oh my goodness (laughs) i'm sorry i got nothing all right you got you got one for me won't do it can't do it won't do it You, you got a one-on-one question for me yeah does it make you feel any better that the Miami Heat lost a draft pick for their signing of Kyle Lowry. Yeah, what happened there? Like, what happened? I it's thought that tampering. everything was on the up and up. I thought no. everything was on the up and up. I honestly thought that. I mean, not. we all knew that he was leaving. <laughs> it's like it's a uh, it's a classic case of not understanding the rules. They should have made phone calls instead of sending emails. Because emails, ladies and gentlemen, have timestamps. So it was them and Chicago, I believe, as well. The Bulls. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago's losing a uh, one, I, I believe, for the against the Lonzo Ball negotiation. Yeah, yeah, Lonzo Ball's negotiating. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just interesting um, because, like, you know, in Toronto, we knew we were losing him, and it happened. I thought that was all above board. I did not realize that there was like conversation happening beforehand. But how how dumb are you to do it in email? It's like, yeah, um, no. <laughs> They should they should definitely lose the draft picks for sure for sure. If it wasn't done correctly, yeah, absolutely, you lose the draft picks. All right, you got yourself 
Kyle Lowry, good for you. Hope it works out. So if a team violated a policy, they should be punished accordingly? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're talking the same thing now, aren't we? <laughs> Funny how it all comes back around. <laughs> just ask for some consistency, Sean. Just looking for some consistency. Man. Oh, what a great week. We got a lot off our chest. Um, I think that there was a lot of good things talked about. And uh, I don't know yeah, why I just felt... We weren't such slackers. We should tally up these picks and then see who's right every week. We should talk about that. That's maybe that's something we should work on. Yeah, we should maybe. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. Right. Yeah, because I think it would go that I think we're still pretty much at around a fifty percent picking rate here. I also think we should probably coordinate to not wear the same color shirts because then we look like we're just gonna drink kool-aid and go off with another regions hey but i'm wearing i'm wearing a bodega brawl shirt today so i know i appreciate how you copied my style and went and got that one <laughs> well do you have a bodega brawl shirt on no but i have that shirt no i see i see yeah well uh, speaking of bodega brawl shout out to our friends at bodega brawl go see them they're shipping out juggernaut game of the year uh, they've been at all the Comic Cons or at Emerald City Comic Con today, this weekend. So if you're in Seattle on the weekend of December 4th and 5th, go see those friends there. Tell them we said hello. Um, Bodegabrawl.com. Check them out social media, Instagram, Facebook, and wherever else you get your socials these days. Love it. Hey, uh, today I was enjoying a wonderful beer, uh, chocolate raspberry cookie stout by Viva La Stout. Out here in Toronto. You're having dessert for breakfast. I know. It was quite nice. Yeah. Um, hey, great beer. If you're in the Toronto area, get some. If you go order it online, do so. Great beer. I don't know that you can order beer online, Sean. I think it's a federal offense. I think in Ontario you could. It's in Gravenhurst. Gravenhurst, Ontario. Mm. Maybe just go uh, check out your local beer supply spot and see if they've got it. Let's not commit any violence. <laughs> Till next time, kids. You better be good at it. Righto. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week. And join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos. Or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.